conservative, patriot, common sense. This is the Jane Carroll Show. Good evening, everybody. A little bit late tonight for the technical issues. I'm delighted to be here on this hot evening in the Pacific Northwest and around the nation. The president has COVID. We're going to talk about that in a while. But right now we have with us Robert Bork, Jr., the president of an antitrust education project. And he's going to talk to us about, uh, well, Tesla and all the things that are going on with it and what what's happening out there. And there's so much happening out there that fit under his bailiwick. It's a pleasure to have Robert Bork, Jr. on the Jane Carroll Show. Thanks for your patience, sir. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I'm sorry you're having so much trouble with technology. Technology is uh, great if it works and just a pain in the neck when it doesn't. So, All right. I, I know me? it really is. And it, it, it's been a blessing, but today it just, it, 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 it's been bad. All right. So you are the, the president of the Antitrust Education Project. Why don't you give us a short Reader's Digest primer yeah. on what the Antitrust Education Project is? Sure. Sure. Well, I started the Antitrust Education Project a little over a year ago because I was very concerned what, what I was hearing from the left in Washington about uh, antitrust. And for those who don't really know what antitrust is, uh, it's really the laws uh, like the Sherman Act and the Clayton Act, all from the uh, late 19th century and early 20th century that uh, sort of enforce uh, fair competition uh, and uh, in that process, I have the ability to actually bust up companies that are considered to be uh, monopolies uh, or competing unfairly, fixing prices, that sort of thing. Uh, but what I was hearing from the left, from Senator Elizabeth Warren and others, was that they wanted to roll back the clock to the time when those laws were used to protect inefficient competitors from each other and which only raised prices and uh, stifled innovation for us, you know, you and me, the consumer. Uh, my father wrote a book, Judge Bork, uh, actually wasn't a judge, then he was a professor at Yale Law School, wrote a book called The Antitrust Paradox in 1978, which laid out a different look, a different way to look at antitrust law and why it should be not about inefficient competitors, but about uh, encouraging efficiency, economic efficiency, for the benefit, for the welfare of you and me, the consumer. And so the left here in Washington wants to tear that all down. Uh, they're doing a pretty good job of it right now. And there's a bill before Congress called the American Innovation and Choice Act uh, that would do exactly that and create national security risks and all sorts of other problems. Uh, and, uh, and a few conservative, conservative Republicans are getting uh, kind of hooked by this, and it's it's in danger of passing. Yeah, yeah. And one of the people you're worried about is is Ted Cruz. Why are you worried about him? Well, uh, you know, you would you would think I wouldn't have to be worried about Ted Cruz, who I think has been a champion of the free market and a champion uh, for capitalism. But Ted, like many of us, not just you know, I put myself in this group too very worried about uh, all the censorship of conservative speech that's, that's been going on. Uh, and Ted has, uh, Senator Cruz has gotten, I think, uh, you know, his blood is running hot, uh, much much like how uh, 
Democrats had Trump derangement syndrome, Ted and other Republicans, some other Republicans, have, I think, big tech derangement syndrome. So they, they think these Democrat bills, which are targeted at big tech companies, uh, are, are, are a good idea and will solve the problem of conservative uh, censorship, the censorship of conservatives. Uh, but they know, and he's actually admitted to this, that the legislation that's before the Senate right now won't do anything like that. Uh, just like it's not really about innovation or choice, it's about actually layering on more and more regulation to control uh, these uh, high-tech companies. Uh, and I think ultimately, uh, they are, these are socialist, uh, it's a socialist agenda, perhaps even a Marxist agenda, uh, that would uh, fossilize capitalism, uh, make it uh, very difficult for us to, as a, an economy, as a country, to continue to uh, innovate and create jobs and, and wealth. Uh, so I'm very concerned that he's fallen for that trap. And we'll see in the next few weeks whether or not this bill actually gets to the floor or not. Yeah, it, it it's interesting because the general consensus is that uh, big tech or is is pretty liberal, and certainly in their use of the internet and social media, et cetera, et cetera to uh, censor the political right has been discussed from here to eternity. But um, right, and certainly, and certainly, they're, they're great benefactors of of uh, Democrats. I mean, they give overwhelmingly financially to Democrat candidates, and and so. It does seem. Why are they trying to rein in big tech? Because it, it's been very friendly to them. Well, I think uh, you know they. Uh, that's a very good question. Why are they doing that? It's been very. It has been very friendly to them, but uh, you know they probably even more uh, than their uh, love of uh, you know the, the woke corporations on the left. They are. Uh, anti-capitalist, uh, and they don't like. I think this is really the reason, and you know, no one will ever say this. Um, but they don't like big companies that really challenge their authority in in uh, how the country runs. Now, I mean, setting aside the conservative censorship thing again, because you think they would like that. Um, but but uh, you know they are. You have Amazon, you know, and Apple. These are trillion-dollar companies, uh, and Facebook, which is not as big, but you know it's 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 very big, and they they don't like those kinds of challenges from from corporate America. So they want to, you know, I think uh, Ronald Reagan said once a long time ago, and I'll probably butcher this quote, but he said, you know, the Democrats, if it uh, if it moves, tax it. If it keeps moving, regulate it. And if, you, if it stops moving, subsidize it. So, you know, they, they, don't like, uh, <laughs> they don't like big business because it's big, you know, and, and uh, it has power. And they want to reserve as much of that power to themselves. Yeah, so it, it, it's interesting. What do you, what's going to happen next and, and what do you anticipate is going to happen? Well, I'm, I think this bill may get to the floor, but it may not. But that uh, almost doesn't matter uh, whether it gets a vote or not, because what I think is going to happen is uh, you have a very, very 
progressive, radical progressive leadership at the Federal Trade Commission under Chair Chairman Lena Kahn uh, and two other Democrats who make up the majority of the Federal Trade Commission, and they bring a lot of these cases, uh, and they are bringing a lot of cases, and they are also threatening uh, businesses that have ideas about mergers and acquisitions uh, just by sort of raising an eyebrow. They're, they're killing deals. Uh, but I think what's going to happen in the bill is if the bill doesn't pass, uh, Lena Khan will try to, by rule, by rulemaking, administrative rulemaking, uh, you know, bring some of the, the things that the bill was going to do uh, into uh, the law, into regulatory uh, law. Uh, and it's very dangerous because, as I say, I mean, there, some of the things in here uh, in, in, the, in the Klobuchar bill are really a national security risk. For example, making all of our data accessible to any company that wants to use it. Uh, and some of those companies might be Chinese companies, and some of those Chinese companies might, buy, might be owned by the, you know, or, or controlled by the Chinese, Chinese Communist Party. Uh, it's, it's, that's, it's a very simple problem that they seem to be unable to fix in this bill. Uh, and, and uh, you know, that, so I'm just very concerned that whatever doesn't get passed, and it may not pass, will get adopted by regulation, uh, by rulemaking uh, at the FTC. Uh, and of course, you have a, a very aggressive uh, Assistant Attorney General of the Justice Department for antitrust is bringing cases. And all of this is designed, I think, ultimately to kneecap uh, corporations and, 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 uh, and as I say, I fear that it will, at a time when we have ultra high inflation and, you know, and unemployment, and uh, looking at a recession, why in God's name would we want to, uh, you know, kneecap these engines of growth and, and uh, innovation? I just don't know. Is there a sense of urgency that this get done before the midterms? Um, I think there certainly is a sense of urgency for Amy Klobuchar that it get done uh, before the midterms because it may not have a chance after. Uh, right. Because if they're a lame, if she's a lame duck in leadership, but her bigger sense of urgency is, uh, and she's been pushing for this for a long time, uh, is this is her sort of ticket uh, or her issue f to make a, a run for the White House again. Uh, and I suspect she thinks that Joe Biden won't be running and she'll be uh, a leading uh, woman candidate for the for the White House. And she needs she needs something to hang her hat on. You know, uh, and this would be it for her, yeah, so but it's not going. It doesn't seem to be going the way she wants. Who is the person? And it's very bad. You, yeah, 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 it, it sounds bad. Now, usually, you know, you expect somebody like Ted Cruz to be leading the, the other side of this debate, but you say he isn't. Who is? Who's, who's the Republican that's standing up to, to this uh, possibility? Well, I, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a very good question. Chuck Grassley who I think is a wonderful uh, senator. I mean, he actually was on the on the Judiciary Committee when my father was nominated in the Supreme Court 35 years ago. Uh, amazing he's still there. Uh, he's sort of bought into this a little bit too. He, he, he voted the bill out of, out of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And I think he's concerned that it wasn't ready to go to the floor, but you know, he's kind of half in and half out on this. He's uh, sponsoring. Uh, so you would think he would be one to kill it. Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee, I think uh, is uh, possibly leading 
uh, an assault on this bill. He has his own bill, a different kind of bill, which I think may have some reasonable chance of passing, um, but probably not because he's a Republican. So, uh, you know, but he, he wrote, by the way, I, when I reissued the antitrust paradox in April of 2021, I had asked Mike to write the new introduction. So he's a big advocate of, of the current regime of uh, antitrust enforcement, the consumer welfare standard that my father uh, yeah, he really is. And, but he's he's not as powerful as, as Cruz, and and it seems like so so it's got the Democrats. Does it have any Democrats that are opposing it? No, no, no. I well, not that I'm aware of. See, you know, that's the thing is nobody knows exactly what the vote count, the head count is. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, um, Senate Majority Leader. Chuck Schumer has told Amy Schumer, we understand that you have to get to 60 votes. You have to be able to break a filibuster, get get cloture. And it just doesn't seem that, that, that they have that. I think there are probably some Democrats who would probably want to vote against it. But if push comes to shove, they'd probably feel that they have to vote for it. Uh, but again, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and if it doesn't get a vote and it doesn't pass, I'm worried that much of what's in it will be adopted as sort of administrative law. Uh, by the FTC, and, and uh, you know, uh, so that's not good either. No, and executive orders and things like that, that the, they've been, uh, everything they can't do through the law, through the courts, they do do through going around, but does require 60 votes. Uh, where's Mitt Romney on this one? And and uh, is, is he, he tends uh, to go with the Democrats I, I, on I, you know, yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've heard where he is. I think he's probably got his finger up in the air and testing the wind. Uh, but I suspect that he uh, he would he gets this, and uh, uh, I don't see what's in it for him to vote for it. You know, I got to tell you, we did some polling <laughs> just to see what public attitudes about antitrust are, and uh, and what we found, uh, I guess, not surprisingly, is that you know reforming our antitrust laws is like that zero compared to things like inflation and COVID and, uh, you know, employment and immigration, those things are all at the top and, and reforming antitrust laws is down there, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the basement. So uh, I don't know that any, any Republican uh, feels a great uh, need to get on board on this. On the other hand, because it's at zero, uh, almost zero, like one-tenth of one percent, uh, it may, some people may think, hey, I won't get in trouble if I vote for this because nobody cares. So, you know, it really, I think, will be, at, if there is a vote, it'll be the day of the vote, and they'll all look around and they'll say, well, how many points do I get for kicking uh, big tech in the, in the shins? Oh, well, I guess I'll, maybe I get some points for that. Uh, but that's really the wrong way to look at it. It doesn't solve the, the censorship problem if you're a conservative, and it only... Uh, really, uh, I think, as I say, kneecaps the economy uh, to do the things that they're proposing. It's not the right answer yeah. for whatever perceived and problem I, I, they have. I imagine most pe if you took a poll of most people and asked them what what, what is antitrust, they wouldn't know. I mean, it's it's no. it, it doesn't sound good, but you know, it's one of those things that people don't. They don't, it's not discussed much. I don't think it's taught in school anymore. Well, that, I, I think that, it's something that, that people don't comprehend. They ought to change the name of it. 
you know, because so, antitrust referred to the trusts, the big trusts of the late 19th century and early 20th century right. that uh, they were concerned about. Well, what we're talking about really is competition law or, you know, corporate law. Uh, but, you know, it's, been, it's just kind of morphed into anti-bigness law. And that's the way the Democrats look at it is, uh, you know, it's it just it's too big. It's too dominant, you know, but they can't actually point to where the monopoly is. Is Amazon a monopoly? Uh, not as a, a whole. Are there are they in markets where they are the you know, monopoly force? Maybe, but that's not what we're talking about. The Democrats want to, you know, take the whole thing on and bust it up. They're not looking at, at making a, a real uh, antitrust case uh, about a piece of it or, uh, you know, and, and of course, Facebook, the FTC is suing Facebook. Uh, and and, and the, go the government, I think, is talking about bringing an antitrust case against Google. Uh, you know, so there's going to be a lot of action here, whether this bill passes or not. And as Lena Khan has said, she'd rather litigate than negotiate. So we'll see what happens with her. But hey, she's only got I don't think she'll Interesting. be there uh, you know, in two years. Interesting times in which we live. Seven or it's, eight years, you know. So. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's amazing. Um, I hope they don't get the sixty votes, and I hope this uh, get people get better informed about it because the power of big tech is out of control. It really is. It is in collusion with the Democrats. Mm -hmm. Why? That's why I don't understand, except for as you've pointed out, points to run for president. You, people like Elizabeth Warren. These are the these are their babies that they love to uh, project that they're there for the little guy when they're not. But that's the image they like to project. So um, where do people go to get more information about this and the Antitrust Education Project? Well, oddly enough, our website is called the uh, it's called antitrusteducationproject.org. We're not very creative Good. that way. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> it's at it's at on Twitter. It's at antitrust edu, but there's plenty of stuff. If you just go on Google or your whatever search engine you want, uh, and you put in Robert Bork and antitrust, you'll find lots of stuff. Think I've written lots and lots of pieces about all of this in the last year or so, and there are lots of other people who are even smarter about it than I am who are writing about it. And and uh, you know, and we have lots and there's lots of videos on YouTube that explain all of this stuff. So. Uh, it's an well, important your father issue. would be proud. And it's good. It's well, excellent work, and and it's uh, it's important that people know about it. And I really appreciate your patience about our technical problems because I'm really glad you were on the show tonight. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Thank you, sir. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, go check out the, the project. It's an excellent organization, Antitrust Education Project, and Robert Bork Jr. Son of yes, that that one and only. Uh, I'd love to keep him on the phone show one time and talk about. That whole thing, because of what they did to uh, Judge Bork was it was outrageous, absolutely outrageous, and a precursor, of course, what they tried to do and are still trying to do uh, to Judge Thomas. Oh, and of course, they, do you know that there are people every night, there are still people in um, Kavanaugh, Justice Kavanaugh's neighborhood protesting, yelling, yelling at their neighbors, et cetera, still going on. Amazing to happen. Well. Haven't had him on for a little while, but uh, Kevin Hoare is slated to, to join us tonight. He is a one of the, the principal operatives in Oregon's Republican Party, has been for a long time. He's a great patriot. He's also an excellent political forecaster and analyst, and he, he has opinions on 
just about everything. So, Kevin Hoare, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Jane, great to be on. And uh, yeah, I'm over in New York City right now. So, I'm uh, it's late. sort of a fan. Well, it is. It's kind of a family vacation, but we're, uh, we're, uh, getting to see the city and do some things that we haven't got to do, but it's also been instructive to see New York versus uh, Portland. The comparisons keep reverberating through my mind as the day goes on. Well, I understand tonight out of New York uh, that the uh, Republican gubernatorial nominee was somebody attempted to stab him with a a knife or something tonight. Oh, I I had... I had not heard that yet. Um, let's see. Armed assailant attacks Lee Zeldin with knife at campaign event. Yeah. Not, not totally surprised, to be honest. And not because of anything I'm seeing while I'm here, but just because of the general attitude that has befallen the uh, the Democrat Party. And many, uh, many Democrats actually think that, like we've been hearing about the Supreme Court justices, that they should be attacked because they didn't rule the way uh, – a lot of Democrats would have liked and people like Elizabeth Warren can't seem to bring themselves to issue a condemnation. And even though you hear stuff from Joe Biden that he reads from a teleprompter saying that he condemns all violence, it's like, eh, yeah, doesn't sound the same passion that you would hear with something else. Well, you know, the same guy that's always... The same guy that wants to go behind, you know, take people behind the building and beat them up. I'd like to see that happen. Yes. I don't think he could beat me up right now. Um, of course, he, he, the, president, <laughs> the president does have COVID. And it, what's interesting yeah. about it is um, it, it, they're showing lots of shots of him over the weekend when he was, you know, in, in Europe uh, or and in the Middle East and, and, and trying to broker a deal i guess joe biden has read the part of the book you make a deal and then you go to make the trip to close the deal you don't go there hoping to get a deal and then come home empty-handed that's not the way business is done in the real world the big world joe of course he's not working in the private sector so he has no idea he just thinks his son goes out there and gets millions of dollars to you know to put into the uh biden crime family syndicate uh, it's it's just yeah. it's just outrageous but they're sure but one of the things that's starting to be discussed is uh, because of this, because he, of course, I'm I'm in the same category. I've had my vaccines. I've had my booster shots. And now they're saying I've had COVID. Uh, finally got it uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, but um, they're saying that the shots actually break down your immune system and, and sort of fight the system and that this drug that that he's taking uh, that he's been he, he, which before they used to say it was Plax, Paxlovid uh, that you take it for five days and that's the one that uh, Dr. Fauci took and it breaks down your immune system so he got COVID again yeah the, the rebounds the, the rebounds rebound. yeah. so uh, they didn't tell us about that in this process, all of a sudden, all these different things break, breaks down your immune system so that you um, become susceptible to liver disease, cancer, and all these horrible things that they're now saying. And I guess they've actually known for some time, but they're still urging more and more 
you know, we're four now uh, shots. They're talking about six, seven, eight, nine. Of course, the the companies make vast sums of money off of this. Uh, is the, is the dial starting to spin to the to the side of the people that didn't take the vaccines? I think I lost Kevin. Oh, he lost. Well, I, there you are. No, I can hear. You. I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I think um, the real rebound is that people who uh, were told that you dare not question anything or ask any question or ask anything to be studied, just accept it and shut up. Uh, those people are going to be in a difficult position now because I'm, I, well, I think that's what they intended, actually. They wanted to make sure that uh, there was no way that you could ask any questions. And the consequence has obviously been that um, if you don't ask questions, then things like this go, how should I say, um, unexamined. And that's, we're at the stage where everything needs to be examined. Like if somebody says, hey, this mask works, okay, prove it. It's been two years. And all of the folks that were saying there's some issues, we got questions, and they weren't just, you know, crazy people that uh, were monitoring 4chan or something. These are scientists that had questions, and, and now it's time to, to ask serious questions. One's to get to the bottom of what's going on rather than just tell people, well, you have to shut up because anything you say will be censored by Twitter. They've even been censoring uh, things that have been published, like peer-reviewed studies have been censored, which isn't that crazy? Like, Insane. why would you do that? And this is the consequence of that. And so, you know, if Joe Biden, unfortunately, becomes very ill from this, I guess that's going to blow up a lot of things. It's, the fact that he's even contracted it at all actually says a great purpose. And I'm, I'm hopeful a little, a little bit because some of us already mind. You're cutting out a little bit on me, Kevin. It might be on my my connection here at at this end. Um, For, it's had severe consequences for our society and for potentially our health. I hope not severe. What's your status? Some things that have have a giant hole in it, just a huge hole. Yeah. Did Did you get the vaccines? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and, and, you know, the thing is, I, I think that early on, it looked like potentially something positive that people would be able to benefit from. But I also think that uh, uh, as, it, as data became more obvious, more clear, and yet the government got more and more heavy handed, like they're going to force everybody to do this. I think that's when everybody started saying, oh, wait a second here. So great. Why is everybody being, everybody being forced to do this? And then it's been pretty obvious. Look at all the people they fired for, for the military. 
they fired all these people oh, yeah. from the military. And now they they have a shortage of people from the military and they're focusing on recruiting people that you know are obsessed with their pronouns. Yes, and I think for six or eight months, probably at least eight months, it's been pretty obvious that people who have been vaccinated not only are getting COVID, but they might even be getting it just as readily or more so than people who didn't get vaccinated, which why would you be firing people uh, if they don't take a vaccine that's supposed to stop the spread? And it doesn't. There's no reason to go and say, well, look, if you don't go, you know, you have a potential of uh, of getting cancer. And if you don't go get this treatment, we don't want you to work at our company. Come on. I mean, that that's insane. Right. No one would think that was OK. But that's what they've done here, because now it's pretty obvious that they have not been able to constrain the spread of anything. And they've also done one other thing, which I think is profound. And it's something that real medical professionals, I think, are concerned about now, which is that people's faith in vaccines in general, ones that are legitimate, vaccines that have been uh, well established and researched the way you're supposed to do them for decades. And, um, and now there are people that are like, I don't know if I want to have those anymore. Ones for children. Uh, ones that have vaccines um, themselves. Yeah, basically eliminated polio. I mean, from that, which was a talk about a, a horrible, terrible disease that which you know. Oh, mumps, rubella, all these things, whooping cough, and so now because they have allowed politics to override the medical science, and. And they've also decided something else, that apparently the government has powers to force you to do things that none of us thought they really had. And they can just simply do it because they want to, because they've come up, come up with enough of a reason and scared enough people. So what's next? I mean, I think we're all hearing that there's a climate emergency that's going to end the world. So what are we going to be forced to do next? I've been we saying told, this for a long time. We were told we were told it was going to end in twelve years, and they're you know they they keep saying that, but we're six years into that twelve years. We're six years away, and they still ride around in Lear jets and live the lifestyle that because they're important and we're not. Um, and it's it and nobody seems to know where they're going to get all these electricity, let alone the money to buy these expensive electric cars. And there's not going to be enough charging stations. It's it's going to be a disaster, and um, they don't care. And you've got people like um, uh, Blumenauer and Merkley and these guys who right now are saying that, well, electrify everything with renewable energy. You know who's finding out that doesn't work so well, especially when you actually expect to have energy? Europe. Europe isn't a in a in a real bind they are firing up coal plants again they are looking at this entirely differently than before because everybody who knows anything about energy and that's not a lot of people unfortunately know that energy equals civilization you don't have it and if it's not affordable then civilization can't exist as we think of it 
And this is something that they have decided to play fast and loose with. The electrical grid, the ability to power our cars, heat our homes, and of course, air conditioning right now. But they've got this, this whole thing going where they've got people believing in a, kind of a, a hysteria that just does not have science behind it. I don't care how much they say over and over that the world's going to end. They've been saying the world's going to end every 10 years, every 10 years for the past 30 years. And they've been wrong every time. Yeah, it, 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 but it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter how wrong they are. It doesn't matter how wrong they are about the vaccines. They have the power to inflict these things on us. And, you know, Joe Biden can't get it passed through Congress, thank God, because of Joe Manchin. But now he's trying to do everything through executive orders. Um, it's... But I think this whole thing with, you know, he wasn't wearing a mask on this trip. He was in close proximity to people. Um, it's it's um, he's he's certainly got uh, pre-existing conditions, and he's a very very vulnerable age. And he was coughing all, all the time he was over there. If there's anybody who has been the uh, anti-advertisement for. Uh, using your mask and and not touching your face and washing your hands, uh, I guess Joe Biden would be that guy. And and so everything that is being said, uh, Joe Biden is the advertisement for what not to do. But I think he's the advertisement for what not to do for just about everything I can think of. Yeah, he's you know, if you, well, every policy he he turns everything into a crisis. Everything. Well, now now he's talking about. Uh, turning some of these things around as we move into the election and, and he, he's he's good he's going to stop telling people to do certain things and act like it's the republicans fault let's talk about the republicans for a minute though uh are the republicans too confident that they're going to sweep no I, I don't think there's a overconfidence i think that there's a belief but i also think that we've learned from the past that things can change and we, we can't predict what's going to happen. Um, you know, there's been issues that the Democrats believe have been handed to them because of Supreme Court rulings or school shootings. And so, you know, I think they're wrong on both, but I also think that they believe it. And so the opposition and things that you don't control all get a vote in what happens and ultimately affects the what happens at the ballot box. So, plus they've got the entire media propping up whatever narrative they want to put forward. There's no way that a Republican could ever have survived the stuff Joe Biden has inflicted on himself, not to mention the country. So, yeah. do I think that can can they uh, manufacture and promote narratives that have zero truth to them? Yes, I think we've seen that constantly, and. It's it's this alternate reality when you talk to people that are obsessed with the January 6th commission or, you know, actually believe that 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 um, COVID uh, is something that the government can control or that they believe that the world's going to end in eight years or something because we can control the weather by changing how we power our cars before any cars are ready and any electrical grid is ready. It, it, they believe these things and they're fantasies. 
And you know, the some of the worst things that they believe are destroying the minds of our children. They are aimed at transforming our education system into something, or our military, into something that doesn't do what it was designed to do anymore, which is terrible. Uh, I don't think that if you place the highest priority on trying to make sure that people understand, and as has been recently revealed here in Oregon, that the Oregon Department of Education is uh, focused on trying to make sure that children get re-educated and that white children in particular need to be re-educated by the government, uh, then this so-called uh, racist conditioning for white people, the anti-bias training, all that stuff, that's just stuff that has nothing to do with teaching kids to read, read write, and do math. So what, what are they going to end up doing? Well, in Oregon, they're probably not going to be able to do reading, writing, and math. What good is an education system they can't do that? Well, that's okay because well, Kate Brown says they don't have to meet any standards to graduate anymore from high school. The only so, thing they're going to be qualified to do is explain to every other white person in the state that they're racist and then go join a Antifa rally. That's all they're qualified to do. That's not what an education system is supposed to do. And I think the military has me particularly concerned because, you know, there's there's things that can be fixed over time. You can say, hey, we made a mistake with this and then later we'll fix it. And, you know, OK, we went overboard on this and that. The military, it can take a decade to fix the things that you can damage in just a year and a half. And they have inflicted untold damage on the readiness and the focus of our military in order that when we need it, will it be there? I don't think so. I think it'll exist, but I don't think it'll be ready to fight a war. And I think worse, even if it is, you know how you prevent wars? No one has ever gotten into a war by appearing to their, to their adversaries to be too ready to fight one. No, but they have gotten into wars by convincing their adversary that they're full of crap and that they can't fight one. And that's what we look like right now. And, you know, people go and I, I believe it. I, I don't think the Ukraine war would be going on right now if, if, if President Trump was still in office. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, because they would have the gotten way. the same. And he would gotten the same intelligence. And he said, OK, we're taking strident action. I'm sending him a message. Do this. You cross this line and that's it. We're going to do X, Y and Z and then he'll do it. And they know he was serious as a heart attack and he would do it. And then the Europeans would hem and haw, but they'd go along. They might complain about him, but they would have gone along. And yeah. maybe this could have been deterred. Instead, we got a can of worms that Joe Biden's trying to take credit for uh, spending tens of billions of dollars to go what, what I would call the um uh the pound of cure instead of the ounce of prevention you know this is it and and it's going to go on for a enormous Ever. amount of time and it's disrupted the entire world economy and the supply chain and the energy it's just he but he's not done joe Biden's not done he's got a lot of other things he's going to mess up and right now he thinks that the best thing to uh, uh, fight inflation is to pass more uh, helicopter spending. money. Yeah, more more spending, which 
But but he's got his he's got his hands tied because one of the problems with this whole thing that hardly anybody talks about is that it 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 seems to people that are willing to have any kind of open mind at all that Joe Biden is compromised, and he's compromised. Which three countries was he the liaison to uh, in the Obama administration? Oh, you mean corruption wise? Yeah, he's compromised. Mentally, in terms of fitness, too, right? I mean, he's got that too, but Nobody. he's compromised in terms of uh, his family and um, corrupt relationships, and that he has that, you know, they've got the goods on him. They, well, you know, they do. Well, why aren't the Republicans putting out an ad showing that thing that Biden had? It's on tape of him bragging at a, at a speech to a bunch of, you know, Democrats. Yeah, I was over there in Ukraine and I told him to fire that prosecutor. It was going after the company that uh, Sun Hunter was on the board of, and they were paying him eighty-seven thousand dollars a month or something to be to be on it. Why? Why Biden was the the Obama liaison to Ukraine, Russia, and China. And where did where did uh, Hunter get all of these big business deals from those countries? And they're compromised. Joe, they bought and sold Joe Biden. Uh, in my opinion, he's not going to lose a war to Putin. He's going to look like he'll talk big, he'll throw money at it, but he won't give him planes. Everything will be a little late. The American people will move on. And the American people, by the way, are moving on. This was center stage uh, for a while. And I don't hardly anybody's talking about it. It's hardly on the news at all. But then again, neither is Hunter Biden's. Uh, the, the revelations that are coming out left and right about Hunter Biden and his corruption most of the other, the other stations, other than Fox, they're not covering it. Well, I think it's because it's turned into this um, long-term war of attrition where the initial worst-case scenario was put off. And then the, the, the worst-case scenario that could eventually happen is going to take so long that it doesn't fit into sound bites. Have you, have you seen those ads on social media uh, for T-shirts that say, it's kind of to make fun of people that are like putting Ukraine flags everywhere on their social media profile. And then a few weeks later, they're, you know, I stand with Uvalde or something like that. They just it's like I'm for the latest thing, whatever it is. Um, that's what the T-shirts say. And that's that's all they are is they're just serial virtue signal signalers that that unfortunately, because they run the government, can put a dollar sign to that. And this is adding up to trillions. So what are we going to do? Get rid of them. Now, should Republicans be running ads now? I don't know. I know that you have to run ads when they can affect the election the most. But they probably are planning something like that. I hope that they pull no punches. I hope they find the most penetrating and effective thing. And then they relentlessly and ruthlessly go after the weaknesses the Democrats have. And the only thing I'm wondering about is if uh if if the people who control whether those ads run on those tv stations or social media who controls so will allow it because those are the same people that are taking uh peer-reviewed studies about vaccine or max effective mask effectiveness and blocking it from social media so do i trust them no i think that's the orwellian world that we live in right now Speaking of T-shirts, there's another new T-shirt out. It's LGBTQ. Let's get Biden to quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
that that people are having some fun with that one too. But yeah, no, it's but the the fact is that nothing. How soon are they going to start blaming these vaccines on Trump? Oh, I think they already have. I think it started, and the people that were working for him, I think some of them are now so exposed that uh, I saw a thing the other day where somebody said, "Well, they should be." Fauci and the rest of them admitting what they've already admitted publicly about what they said and what they were doing with their motivations or when they were supposedly advising President Trump. I think they're guilty of treason at this point. It's pretty obvious. They betrayed the country at a time that they had their own personal um, issues, the things that they wanted to promote, and they did it at the expense of providing the, the correct and the most timely advice to the president. And also uh, that they defrauded the public because they know better than us. Now, those same people would never work for President Trump because everybody knows <laughs> the truth is out, right? And I, I do believe that uh, they're going to look for a way out of this because they can't sell what they've got and they can't counter, they can't make go away the things people are experiencing in their own lives. I think that inflation is probably the killer issue right now because there's no way to get away from it. The only thing they can do, because the Federal Reserve is not really so much a governmental organization, although it might be a little politicized, it's a math equation. If, if anybody knows in detail how the Federal Reserve works, at some point, <laughs> they have to raise interest rates. That's all they can do. They have a That's blunt right. instrument. They can slow the economy down, cool it off, crash it even because it's out of control inflation-wise. And that's, that's all they can do. That's what they're starting to do in Europe. That's what they're starting to do in Europe. Because the that's – well – that's what they did the, during the uh, Reagan administration to turn the economy around and get things back under control. But, but uh, I, I don't know. It, uh, it's, 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 it's bizarre. And then uh, AOC and their fake, uh, you know, being in handcuffs and then waving to the crowd and all this. It, 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 does this weaken her, the, the statue? stature of the squad or the people that like them don't care the people that support her and and support those policies they don't care they this is just this doesn't even slow them down i mean these people don't even have the uh the potential of losing supporters uh like some of some of the celebrities that uh, i saw at madame tussauds wax museum today you know, these, that, that's what I, one of the things I got to do today was to those see a bunch of these celebrities. Those are great. Those museums are great. I love them. It's pretty stunning how lifelike they are. I'm tall, so I'm surprised how many of them are short. But, uh, but I also find that, you know, in some ways, like the, the thing I couldn't get past, there's that section where you got all these presidents. Right? You got George Washington and people say, oh, he's really tall. And you see Abraham Lincoln, he's sitting down in his thing. But, of course, picture with Nancy and, and, and Ron, Ronald Reagan. Um, uh, Hillary Clinton is waving. I thought, OK, she's waving goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but um, I, I couldn't get past the fact that they had the Oval Office and they had 
Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And I'm like, you know, I think this, everything else are wax figures, but I think these are the real people here. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Except that Kamala Harris wasn't cackling like she does. And Joe, and Joe Biden uh, didn't get around to making any gaffes. So maybe they should just put in a wax figure for him they, at the they, White House. Hire, put him up in that fake Oval Office across the street they use so he can use the giant teleprompter. And, um, you know, they, they could do that. I, I saw a thing years ago on the Today Show. The ones that they, the people that... I think it was Al Roker. They did Al Roker. And they they come and they do all these castings of their head and they yeah. hair samplings and skin. And so they really do look you can tell the ones that didn't work with them, you know, that they yes. did some of the some of these things. It's really a it, it's very well. It's very well done. I, I think I was I was sort of. Stressed. Oh, yeah, this will be great. But it actually is really an interesting thing to see. But um, it's. Um, it, it it is funny to watch the, all this thing. Victor Davis Hanson has, speaking of what you were just talking about with Joe Biden, the left should be ecstatic that President Joe Biden has given them everything they wanted. The left likes inflation, reduces the value of old money by printing lots of new money. Those richer who, who have it lose the value of their money. Those poor who don't have any money suddenly do. When combined with low interest rates, inflation roars even louder. Not since former President Jimmy Carter has a Democrat been so insistent on flooding the money supply. For decades, the life has amplified former uh, Energy Secretary Stephen Chu's 2008 dream that the government must spike fuel costs up to European levels. That was seen as the best way to force unsophisticated Americans to quit burning gas and transition to renewable energy. Biden has done that. He's taken that seriously. He canceled federal energy leases. He shut down drilling in the Arctic, the National Wildlife Refuge. He canceled the pipelines and warned the oil industry that days were numbered. Biden has done more than any other Democrat to ensure fossil fuels were unaffordable, forcing Americans supposedly unthinking consumers to drive less or consider ditching their gas engine cars altogether. He talked about how the hard left wanted unlimited illegal immigration. Biden agreed and has been lax on security at the southern border. The result that in less than two years, nearly three million illegal aliens have surged in the United States. Nearly all of them arrived unvaccinated, untested and inadequately vetted during the height of the COVID pandemic. Uh, he, he worries about, uh, I mean, the, the cartels, the, the drug wars. He he has been a, um, he's he's been and he also carries out Obama's wishes, who, as you know, I think is running Obama. Obama is running Biden. The left rails against imperialism, neocolonialism, and military expenditure. Biden, without a warning, simply yanked all U.S. troops from Afghanistan. He abandoned a $1 billion new embassy, a $300 million refitted U.S. air base, and $80 billion worth of sophisticated arms and equipment. I mean, this guy is... It, this is this is what... Uh, Barack Obama wrote his book, Dreams of His Father, and um, he's carrying out those dreams through Joe Biden. Because all he well, can get done in, 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 is Obamacare in his reign. Well, and Barack Obama said that the price of, um, of fossil fuels would necessarily skyrocket. And so he meant it. He was running for president, and he said that. And yep. so that's exactly what's happening. I think one of the problems that they can't, get past is people would listen to and they would accept some of these climate change arguments, especially since every time it happens, every time the, the, some weather that people don't like happens, like, 
you know, a hurricane or tornado or flood or hot weather, also known as summer, uh, they will jump right on it and they'll hype it, hype it, hype it, and then they'll talk about climate change. The problem is it's just not convincing to people when you tell them that they have to have their energy cut off or rationed. And I watched this week, um, I think it was the Today Show. I never watched the Today Show, but it was on. And I started watching it and I was just like, oh, all they're talking about, nothing else is happening in the news. Hunter Biden isn't doing anything, right? The Federal Reserve isn't doing All they talked about was the hot temperatures. And then after they got done hyping that for 10 minutes, they went straight to climate change. It is a scam that they're perpetrating on people by using things that are happening from day to day and then playing on people's emotions to promote something that's against their own best interest. What has really backfired for the Democrats is now it's becoming obvious. This is against the best interests of the American people. And you know who's noticed? The American people. They're not going to buy this crap. They can remember something. And and, and Donald Trump ruined it for them. Because remember how things worked in 2019. world was safe. The economy was roaring. Energy prices were low. We are energy independent. The border was becoming more and more secure, dramatically more secure than what it had been. Uh, We were actually solving problems and making things happen. And so now Joe Biden's like, well, we can't solve any of these problems. And, you know, I think that it's just it's just short enough time ago that people can remember what it was like when someone said we're going to solve this and then they do it. And now who's going to believe that Joe Biden is just beset by all these crises and can't solve any of them when he's making them worse intentionally. Who believes yeah. that? Well, there's a new po- uh, poll out, of course, in Newsweek uh, that says that uh, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris would beat uh, uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis in either hypothetical matchup, according uh, to a mo- new poll. Um, uh, 46 to 44 percent. And it's, it's also he's up in 45 to 41 over DeSantis. And of course, the, the big thing to pit DeSantis and Trump against each other and and the whole thing to try to. And this farce. I do want to ask you about Steve Bannon, because Steve Bannon, I thought, did a brilliant thing when he said, yeah, I'll testify before, you know, the, the Cheney torture chamber. Uh, I'll go before them. But I, I want to be on TV. I don't want to be edited in a deposition and and you know, presented out of context. I want to go in and they can ask me questions. And of course they said no, because um, it's a stage. It's, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Uh, a kangaroo court. It, 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 kangaroo court would be a tribute to what it, what it is. Um, the stage production. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's like a Broadway play. It's, it has nothing to do with uh, reality. No. And it's just, it's, it's ridiculous to watch Cheney and Schiff and these, 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 these silly people and nobody's watching, which is which is a good thing. And, you know, me, I watch this stuff. I can't watch it. It's just it's just too. It's, it's so, unwatchable. Yeah, it's, it's like watching a ball game, a, a football game. And only one team gets to uh, be on offense, have the ball. The other team never gets to have the ball, never gets to score, never gets to do anything. Why would anybody watch that? It's it's just it's not America. It's it's uh, but 
you know, they're they're hoping, they're really hoping that this can resurrect. They're hoping, of course, uh, the Supreme Court decision on abortion, and it, it, it's going to. What it, what they're hoping is it'll energize the base that was is very tepid on the Democrats right now. Even though, as Victor Davis Hanson has pointed out, Joe Biden did a lot more than Obama to fulfill their far left agenda. Yeah. Now he's been more successful, at, especially considering that he has such a narrow um, uh, margin in both houses of Congress. He's delivered a lot of things that they wanted, and also through executive action and, and appointing people, you, you just see, and they get away with it because of the media. You see the uh, energy secretary or the interior secretary undermining oil leases. Uh, blaming energy companies for inflation, dumb stuff, right? Just stuff that anybody who knows economics, anybody who's seriously involved in analyzing these markets knows it's just crap, right? But they are doing it at the same time that Biden's giving a speech saying, we're doing everything we can to get energy going so that people have enough supply. And it's like, literally, they got some somebody that he appointed whose main qualification for the job was being a, um, uh, 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 somebody who transitioned from being a man to a woman. That's their qualification. And, uh, and that person is out canceling oil leases and, and preventing people from expanding the energy supply while Biden is saying the opposite and then begging for the Saudis for, for money or for not for money for oil. And, um, I think it's dangerous that, you know, the media can float this garbage to the American people. And there's a bunch of people who consume it. But you know who doesn't believe this kind of garbage? Foreign countries. They believe in power. They believe in credibility. They believe in people who mean what they say and follow through and, and are serious. Joe Biden's not serious. Well, he can't even complete sentences. The president of France, Macron, was caught on camera talking to Biden. We can't get through this Paris Accord again. We're in trouble. We need to start producing. Our crops are down. All this stuff. We can't. We can't get back into bed with. Do that stuff. And, and Biden's standing there, looking like, well, like he looks stunned, like he has no idea what he's saying. Um, but, but that was on on film. And yeah. you know, those would be great ads. Um, but but it's uh, the other thing is, you know, in Gresham, we have a pregnancy uh, resource center. It's a place where women who are pregnant, who maybe don't have a a father in their life, to, to, the father of their child to help them through or they, they want they want to have the baby, but they don't have the resources or or the moral support. And they help them and they give them sonograms. You know, Planned Parenthood will not give you a sonogram. Because they know yep. too many women see the baby and, and decide to keep it, so it's it, and and these and of course they burned it down. They 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 destroyed it. They went and destroyed all their equipment, all their stuff, wiped up their office, all their records, all their their labs, all everything to do that would help these women. And it's 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 just terrific. And this they call themselves pro-choice. Yeah, as long as you choose abortion. But if you choose pro-death, you- no, they're pro-death. You know, because Antifa is a death cult. There's no doubt about that. Um, and so this is just another group of rioters looking for another reason. Uh, they should be um, investigated, 
prosecuted as as terrorists and they should end up in jail eventually for Absolutely. anybody who's found guilty. And that's the thing is that at this point, terrorists, the, the real domestic terrorists have free reign to do what they want. And by the way, I went to the 9-11 Memorial and Museum today. And there's one thing that's pretty obvious to me. If any president could reproduce something as bad or worse than 9-11, it's Joe Biden. Uh, he could be told, boldface, right in his face, that intelligence tells us that this, this, and this are happening. Stop letting people in through the southern border because they're just walking in, right? Oh, no, no. They, um, they tell us that it's secure. It's, it, 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 we've got it in control, and it's closed. That's what they tell us. I know that there are people reporting this and telling him that there are, in fact, people coming across the southern border and that it's easy. You know, the gotaways, right? Well, because the people that that want to be captured and just processed and released into the country, those people are, are already overwhelming the border patrol. Then there's all these people who are gotaways that they can't stop. And um, do, don't you think that 19 people could get across that border and reproduce something just as bad as what we saw on 9-11? Of course. So this guy's he's right at the at the moment in history where he could become the single worst leader of the United States ever. Because I think that people are going to quickly conclude, even if the media tries to cover it up, that someone could launch another attack on the United States. Because there are people that want to do that. And let's not fool ourselves. It's not like, oh, wait a second, Al-Qaeda and uh, uh, ISIS, they just, they just retired. And, and they're not interested in doing anything anymore because Joe Biden's such an awesome guy. That's, that's not true at all. It's just that he's made it easy for them to come in through another path. I mean, you see people spending all this time being cross-examined and customs flying into the country. Why do that? Literally, it's the easiest thing ever. They're all getting in. They're getting in if they have COVID. (laughs) There's no health standards. There's no and and what do you think the people the gotaways as you call them, which are uh, which are estimated in the hundreds of thousands themselves, those aren't the you know those are the people that you really want to get because they're the ones with the the cartels. They're the the, they're selling the you know the Chinese uh, drugs to people that are killing our kids. Um, and our and young adults and people, it, it's 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 not you know, it's very it's very frightening what's going on. And Joe Biden doesn't care. And uh, even with the Latino Hispanic vote apparently wising up and saying we're not going to back. Joe oh, they've Biden. had it with him. They've had it with him. And I know personally several people that are just completely done with him. Done okay, so- in every way you can imagine. He he is produced a set of circumstances that many of them and or their friends or relatives that have come out into the United States were fleeing. So so and they do not care for thuggish groups like Antifa or uh, Black Lives Matter running around in the streets and beating up on people because they don't agree uh, with the dominant political philosophy, which that's arguably what that is now. 
uh, at least for the people running the government. And so they've had it with those guys. They wanted a prosperous economy. They wanted uh, they wanted safety, public safety. They wanted good education. They didn't want their streets overrun uh, by uh, people experiencing quote unquote behavioral health crises. Uh, they didn't want unaffordable energy. They wanted to be able to have their kids um, be safe in their neighborhoods. They want all these things. And none of those things are on Joe Biden's list. <laughs> if there's any group that hates being uh, inflicted with with woke ideology and gender pronouns and politically correct garbage, it's, it's the Hispanic population of the United States. They hate it. They hate it. It's like less than 7% of Latinos uh, even think that the concept of Latinx is, is offended valid. By it. They're offended. They're by offended. It. Yes. And so, so, so I think so, that, that, okay, that so there's a me- profound political shift happening this year and okay, it's going to so, manifest itself. Okay. So we've got this profound political shift yet. The mm-hmm. border's still open. They're pouring in and it's not going to stop until Biden's not president. They're just going to keep it open. It's nothing to do. The media barely reports it. Um, and it, 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 I, I thought it was a bit ironic that the mayor of Washington, D.C. was hysterical because some of the illegals were being dumped off in her city. And she didn't like it at all. But uh, the irony of that is just too delicious. But the theory's been, and it has been for a long time, and it has worked out that the the people coming um, – the Hispanics that are coming into the, this country uh, are going to vote for the Democrats because you know they're, they're for helping them. That's not what the polls. It's not, not what the polls no. are showing now. So no, no, no. But that apparently is not because you know I remember when George Bush got thirty-eight percent of the uh, the Hispanic vote, and that was big. That was that was that was a big. Uh, Donald uh, Trump got a lot in in twenty twenty. He he yeah. got uh, kind of a high water mark there too. But you know what? The low water mark was Mitt Romney. Right. He was the low watermark. I think that um, that not only is there a shift towards Republicans, but there is now a flood of of candidates in many parts of the country who are, in fact, Hispanic conservative Republicans. And that's terrifying to the Democrats. I think that the Democrats just haven't admitted how bad it is, at least not publicly. Some of them are admitting it privately. We've heard of so that. Why would they keep the borders open if these future uh, Republicans of America are pouring across the border? Because they believe it. They think this is actually what you're supposed to do. You know, it's 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 more than just a Machiavellian idea of trying to swell the voter rolls of future, you know, undocumented Democrats, as they used to say. Uh, this is a a belief that the country doesn't actually have a right to control its borders, that this is something that they get to do. The same philosophy shapes their ideas about the criminal justice system. They think that criminals are the victims and that that the victims of criminals are just collateral damage who don't matter and that future victims deserve it. They deserve it, you know, because actually – the people that are the true victims, as they see it, the criminals, they've been oppressed and they've been disadvantaged. And so we got to do everything we can, including finding, you know, ways to circumvent the system, to just release them from jail or or not prosecute them or not charge them in the first place with anything. And we're getting the crime wave as a result. 
even Democrats now are starting to feel the heat of the crime wave. They can't blame it on Republicans. They own that entire thing. Oh, I know. And people Biden, hate it. They Biden hate was it. supposed to have an announcement today about how he wants to fund, fund the police because he's such a longtime big supporter of the police. No, it's, it's yeah. And they actually did try to remember, that, well, that was the Republicans that were proposing defund the police. I mean, where is your... Where is your shame? I mean, that's a, a, absurd. That was totally that Black Lives Matter. It was the media. It was the, the whole. It was Portland. It was Seattle. It was every liberal city in the country. And and you know, I actually get people that say, "You make that stuff up about George Soros." You know, putting all this money into DA races and all this stuff. And 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 they just they think I make it up. Well, George Soros just wrote a, a million dollar check to Beto O'Rourke. Did you see that? George George Soros, uh, the organization that he is the primary funder of, wrote a check directly to the opponent of Kevin Barton in the Washington County District Attorney's race. Yeah. That's that, There you go. It's Oregon. It's And we prevailed. Kevin Barton won. And he was competing, you know, with somebody who got a windfall of money specifically from George Soros and a couple of other people who share that same philosophy, it's real. And oh, uh, same with the uh, same with the person who lost in Marion County. They are trying to pick these off one by one. If there are people that can't believe that, I'm sorry they don't live in reality. They don't live in the in the same real world. They're buying I, it's it's harmful. The, the disinformation, you know, that what Democrats are engaging in is extreme disinformation when that's all they talk about, claiming that that is what Republicans and conservatives are doing. That's how you know they're doing it. That's how you know the left is doing it. They're, always, they're accusing they always, you of it. They always accuse you of doing what they do. Yes. And they and they accuse you first. And so it's 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 just it's, and then they get to get to do it and they'll go out and accuse you of doing it's it's unbelievable and that they. And, you know, the, t- the t- teachers in the unions reinforce it. The media reinforces it. Uh, I mean, critical race theory, they have Obama on tape back when he was teaching in law school, tre- teaching critical race theory. This wasn't two weeks ago. This wasn't two years ago or 10 years ago. He's been, this has been going on for a long, long time. And I, I knew about it in Oregon uh, much later than it had been going on, but I, I, I've known about it for a while. And at first I said, I can't believe it. But then and when I went on the air with it, people sort of said, you're nuts. But I, I, I had too good of information, but I had no idea how long this, uh, this gender thing has been going on. No idea. Yeah. yeah. The gender stuff is beyond confusing at this point because their emphasis on that just seems to be so out of sync with where people are. I mean, if you look at where people's concerns lie, that isn't even an important issue. All they all they know is that it's now become the rationale for nearly everything they say and do when it comes to our education system or or the military. And of course, what did I just hear? There's like a les Andy No pointed this out. There's a lesbian themed bar in Portland that had to shut down because it wasn't woke enough because they said it was somewhat opposed to um, uh, having trans trans people uh, come to the bar. Boom. Canceled. Wow. I guess they're, e- they're eating themselves now. 
It's it's just well, I just don't. And we nominated a male for the for the to be the national woman of the year athlete. I mean, it's just yes. unbelievable. It's just, it's it's just it's like it's like a nightmare, and it's like. You, you could dream this, and you wake up and go, "Whoa! I, I, you won't believe what I dreamed." And it's true. This is what's going on. It's absurd, and most people don't think this way. It's such a tiny percentage of the population, um, and to indoctrinate all our kids towards this, it, it's outrageous. Okay, real quick, because what? What's it? Bannon didn't put up a case at all. They didn't call any witnesses. They didn't fight back. They didn't cross-examine. What's going to happen to him? I don't know. Um, I think that the honey badger, as he's called, has a strategy and it's going to play out somehow in the court system. It's going to force these guys into a corner. Uh, You mentioned how he demanded that they publicly televise it. Well, um, I think they're undermining the legitimacy of their own committee with how they're handling this. But I also think that there's going to be a case that's going to emerge from this that may negate the whole thing. That's my guess that most, cause Steve, Steve Bannon, he's a fighter. He's not going to go down. And he, you know, he's nobody's fool, but he's been in prison yeah. already. And it's clearly on yeah. They want to put Trump in prison and they really do. So he can't run. Um, that is, that is their goal. And I think that, um, unfortunately, I think that the Democrats, as they get more desperate, are going to get more extreme about what, the, what they're doing. They're going to there's do enough things. never enough never Trumpers out there that have joined them, and it's just it's very that's very disillusioning because they're they're yeah. there's they're harder on Trump than they are and, and the Democrats are. I mean, they're traitors. The, they're traitors to the country. It's just that simple. So yeah, not traitors to Trump. Traitors to the country. That's yeah. more important. No, they, they they put their hatred before their. The country's best interest, and so it's going to be an, an interesting time. Kevin, have a good trip in New York. Is, is it real hot there? It is hot and humid. Yes, it really is. And uh, but but you know, in a way, it's kind of good to just step out and experience something else for a while before I come back and to the uh, to the tent lined streets of Portland. So the home stretch and the mm. is the charter reform going to pass in Oregon? I don't think it is. I think uh, they, I think they have screwed this one up by trying to do too much, especially with the ranked choice voting. People don't get that, and they're not going to get it, and they're going to start saying enough is, uh, of this garbage, we've even got, Portland. Yeah, we've got five idiots on the city council now, so we want to have 12 and pay them <laughs> and their staffs. That's- and not know which one we actually elected when we voted. Right. That's even, but yeah, yeah, it, it's just it's it just bizarre. I mean, the just I think the argument of increasing them to twelve with staffs, and they're not going to have any bureaus. That'll basically be you know under some city manager. What do we need a council for if we have a city manager? It, you know, it's 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 it, 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 so they can concentrate on long range planning and issues because because they can't run the bureaus. That's right because they have no background in management. So we have to hire people to run the bureaus. It's, it's just it's, it's just a theater of the absurd. Have a safe trip. Have a good time with your family. And thank you for coming on the show. As always, Kevin Hoare of the Oregon Republican Party and much, much more. Thanks, Jane. So, good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for hanging in with us during our technical issues.